Welcome to What the Fox, Empowerment for Women. So welcome to What the Fox. Today we are on with Alexandra Rosenman and she runs Art School 99 and she has an amazing accent because she's from Soviet Union, correct? Well, I grew up in the Soviet Union, yes. 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 But she's in the States now. And so welcome, Alexandra. Tell us a little bit more Thank about you. your school. So uh, my school started... Uh, about, I guess, 10 years ago when I moved from Midwest back to Boston, where I once upon a time went to graduate school at Tufts and Museum School. And I moved back to Boston because of family situation, because I missed East Coast a lot. And I decided to start my own school because I was lucky and I got a building that was big enough for that. Uh, and I had a following in Boston of some people who like take my classes. And I start the school and using some help from my friends who are good in business and actually some basic Groupon ideas. Uh, my school started running and I do have, I think, uh, you know, my very much my own way to teach. And it formed and, and it started uh, program for adults and children and then it slowly turned into a school which is more for adults actually than for children because it happened to be that this was exactly the kind of school that Boston was missing at the time. We do not have that many schools where like a normal human being who has a full life you know can just go and try some art. Uh, you have to pay $2,000 to go to a real art school to take an evening class, or you can go to some other small places, but once you try them all, because there may be 10, then you are really not sure what to do next. So I try to have a place which is exactly in the middle of these two categories. So I, um, I have MFA myself uh, in fine arts, and um, I read a lot, and I create curriculums for people which are quite intelligent and they have long reading lists and we go to the movies together. And so we use a lot of information in my classes, but classes are not decorative at the same time. And they're not extremely serious either. So some people relax and just enjoy themselves after work. And some people come to me maybe twice a week in the morning and really push it. And I have some students who have been with me since I moved to Boston. And so they're really, very good now whatever it was they wanted to achieve so i don't make people to be stuck in a particular way to paint they can be themselves i really want to understand who everybody is and using my knowledge and art lead them those different directions which they without me may not know where they are that's so cool <laughs> that's neat so um, primarily your customer base is going to be in Boston then, correct? Or do you yes. do virtual? I am. Well, because of what is happening, one of the reasons I found you was because I started spending much more time online than I usually do. Yeah. Uh, I do teach in my studio all the time every day, but now I'm trying to Zoom like everybody else. And I'm trying to 
figure out different ways this can be done. I discovered that my regular way of teaching is basically impossible to do online. So I'm trying to, I have to recreate everything because what I usually do is a small, comfortable class and I kind of circulate around the studio in some way giving every student a private lesson, which this way I cannot. Because right. even if I gather the whole group at once, I have to talk to each one of them separately. And what will others do at that time? Just listen. So I am trying to find some balance between meeting people for much shorter periods of time, coming up with a body of work, and then having group critiques, which is fun because people want to meet each other. And I have same students who kind of keep up. And they even miss each other because some of these classes have been together for a while. So I am based in Somerville, Massachusetts, which is uh, almost Cambridge, which is almost Boston. But right now I'm actually in Virginia <laughs> because I ran away from Boston because of the virus. I decided to be with my parents and um, I am in Virginia far away from Boston too. Um, and I got some students from other countries and from other cities now. So that actually is very exciting. Yeah. Uh, like all of a sudden I have a student from Chicago. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> and one of my students, you know, came, went back home to Japan and now she's with me. So things I would have never imagined. So, so there is an opportunity I, to work with you then. Um, yes, virtual. absolutely. Yes. Yes. And so um, if a person is just starting out and they're really not sure, like I started off with uh, the wine and paint type mm -hmm. you know, classes and stuff. And then yeah. looking at those pictures and going, okay, I can figure out how to do this. All it was, I can do that too. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of brown lines and then it was, yeah. you know, and so right. it wasn't that hard. And I'm like, but it looks like you put a lot of work into it. So what is it and stuff if somebody does find that they have a love for art, a love for painting or something, um, how would they transition that and actually work with you? Well, right now what I do is that on my website, um, where there are classes, I offer an interview, which is when we just meet the way we are meeting right now, probably on Zoom and talk for about 15, 20 minutes. And you tell me about yourself and about art and your relationship with art. If you did any art before, I would love to see it before we meet. And during this conversation, you tell me what you want and I'll tell you what I think this can be. And then if we like each other and this idea works, then uh, we decide that you will buy one of my month programs, which is how I do it. So I make a syllabus for each student and then we follow it and after each meeting I give you homework and if you do your homework you really improve and we achieve what we want <laughs> but there is this homework part um, it's amazing that take action to actually make things happen <laughs> yeah yeah it, it seems to work so so this interview happens uh, then for people who are painted before and just want to interview rather me than the other way around, then they just take one class, which is another thing I offer. Uh, and we go from there. So I have this option. So some students of mine who took classes before, for example, and they paint, 
they can visit me once in a while, you know, so they don't have to buy any packages. Otherwise, I sell um, my classes per month. So there is a normal program where we meet once a week. And then there is an intense program when we meet basically as many times as we want. But that usually means twice a week or three times a week. And maybe at least one of those times is not very long because we just talk about work and kind of trying to um, understand things a little better. And I usually send people a lot of images. So I send people images and then say they send me back images of their improvements. And I critique their work during that week. So they do the work and I do it with them as much as I can. So I've talked about a lot of, um, on the podcast I talk a lot about self-care and finding things that you actually enjoy doing. And mm -hmm. doing art is a form of self-care because you can express yourself so much. I mean, we talk Definitely. about journaling and stuff all the time, but Art itself is an expression of how you're feeling. And so by yeah, being art definitely can help us balance things inside of ourselves. And it also helps our schedules. I think that today, because many people got stuck at home, it's really difficult because first it feels like you have all the time, then all of a sudden, because everything else is at home, it's difficult to concentrate and it's even more difficult to relax. So I think it's really good for people to have a little window every day when they can, you know, breathe a little deeper. And for some people that means to draw a little bit or to paint a little bit. I think for many people it, it's yoga, I think, and some people read. Uh, but I think that reading is very different because it makes you think in a very different way. And yoga is different because the idea of it is to stop thinking. So I think that art, is art finds the balance mm -hmm. in its own way so it, it's very different yeah you can definitely use both sides of your brain with art and if you do <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. say you're glad if you do both right but there is definitely a way to start doing art just to relax yourself and this is actually one of the not necessarily exercises, but something I recommend my students, my new students to do is to have a sketchbook, which I call diary and pictures. And every day you have to fill in the page. It doesn't mean that you have to draw something or paint something or write something, but I'm asking you just to color it, mm -hmm. fill it in. And for example, spilling your coffee on it is one of your options, but you have to change the white surface of your page. And just by doing that, actually the visual thinking builds up in your brain. And believe it or not, but you start making pictures and every day is different. So it's really fascinating how people change through this one week just doing this exercise. Yeah, I can imagine just. Yeah, it's really, it's a good, good uh, way to uh, train your brain or just redirect your brain a little bit into the visual uh, direction. So it's a good thing. I know one of the things that I had struggled with whenever I would try to like sit down and do something is I can copy somebody else's work without a problem, but actually creating my own thoughts and creating yeah. my own visualization of something and then turning that plain 
white canvas. I mean, you talk about writer's block all the time. And yeah. stuff. Yeah. Writing. There's the artist block of, I don't know what to draw. And, you know, I can totally mimic the environment. I can mimic whatever it happens to be on a, you know, page and stuff, but mm -hmm. to mimic what's in my mind, it, that's mm -hmm. a completely different thought process. Mm -hmm. and yeah. So that is, yeah, it's one of the ways to find out what it is. It probably will just come out in lines and colors or shapes, mm -hmm. um, but that's good because to my, to my surprise, it's always different every day. And uh, for the same person, we'll do different pictures every day. I love knowing why. Flashes. And I actually, yeah. I just found, we were going through our cabinets and stuff and we're doing kitchen renovation, which is completely off topic. But the topic part was I found <laughs> coffee that was expired because I don't use the coffee grounds very often. And I set it aside because that's now going to go in the art room because those coffee grounds can turn into whatever I go. want to use it with and be able to yes. have colors of brown and paint and be able to totally. see all the different colors and stuff that you can create from just coffee grounds and how deep mm -hmm. it gets deep yes. and be able to have a completely monotone picture by using just coffee grounds alone. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So it's very much about find discovering that actually many, many things can be used to change the white surface of your paper. Yeah. And we had talked about, like I talk a lot about kids and stuff because um, we have a lot of moms that listen and trying to engage your kids in art and in activities and stuff that are going to actually help them. And one of the suggestions that I've given is taking that food coloring and coloring different things and stuff, whether it's whipped cream, or it's soap yeah. or glue or whatever, and then letting them use that as mm -hmm. their coloring device and stuff to be able to actually engage the kids in the creative side as well. Absolutely, very much so, yep. So yeah. um, what kinds of like, I guess, outcomes and stuff at the end do people kind of get from taking your classes? Do you notice a big, change yeah. your confidence? Uh, yes, I think that they, one of my main goals is that I think they enjoy doing it. This, <laughs> I want, I don't want this to, I want, I don't want to add stress to their life. So I think that I help them to figure out what is it that they want from that, that meaning art making. So what is the relationship between them and art making? And people end up finding their own way of creating art, enjoy doing it, are able to overcome obstacles, which do happen if we learn. Uh, and um, art becomes something they do, uh, not necessarily every day, but often enough to continue working, to continue coming up with a lot of different work. And if people do it, you know, for a while, they actually discover that they have a style. This is what's interesting. And actually, that's a big difference between adults and children or kids or younger students. You know, when they start school, they're really not sure who they are. And sometimes they have, they think that they really know what they want to do in art. While in adults, it's completely opposite. But adults don't know that. They don't know that they already are artists. They already, you know, 
establish themselves in the way they have to think. They have their own style. The style will not happen in art if we don't make art. But you know, everybody is a different person. People have styles of dressing, styles of eating, styles of sleeping. We each are individual. And so the way you paint will also be different, has to be different, will be different from other people because you will have your own way of finding your imagery. So I think uh, one important thing that I explain to people and teach them how to do it is how to find your own subject and what to do with it. Because different people like different things. A lot of people like taking beautiful pictures. You know, we all travel, we take, we take beautiful pictures, then we come to our studio for whatever reason, sometimes I don't understand it, we wanna paint the same thing that we just did, photographs. So how do we manage that and how do we work around it to you know, get out of this image that we already have? A lot can grow out of it. So that's something that I want to teach my students is how to take something that's obvious and make something that's better and very much yours. That's, so, that's something I definitely yeah. haven't worked for in my own art. <laughs> yeah, well, I think this is something we all are working with. I think that professional artists, people who do art all the time, should do exactly that all the time. That's the only way to grow. You do create new things, uh, not maybe not new for the entire universe, but just new for you and um, they, um, help you to get better in other things and just kick you. So I, I like stimulating people to grow and I, I like watching it and I like doing it with them too. So, As a last little thought and stuff for our listeners, um, what would you like to leave them with? We will have all of your uh, information to contact you in the description below. Mm-hmm. I think that I would like to um, use what I use in my in the um, poster for my school. I would say that paint and ideas can actually mix very well. And I would say that it's great feeling to find your own ideas and to go fish for them. And um, by following some of my um, exercises with uh, visual diaries and some writing, and just talking, we find out what is it that you are interested in that can actually reflect in your work. Um, and I believe each one of us is an artist. We just have to just tickle ourselves a little bit in the right place and it will really grow into something usually very interesting and wonderful. So um, I think that's what I'll say. You weren't even tickling me, but the word tickle made me laugh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> thank you, Alexander, for being on today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for calling me. My pleasure.